The only way to fix this country is to take a hard right turn. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? And I mean just that, because there are no in-betweens. Yeah, I'm still a little sick. You could hear it in my voice, but getting over this head congestion. want to talk about something. It's a touchy subject, so I'm going to forewarn you. No, it's not the Nephilim. It's not uh, reptilians or nothing like that. We're talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how dangerous it is. What we're seeing today automated trucks, automated cars, automated cashiers, for goodness sake. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. But this I'm looking at. Many ancient civilizations from around the world depicted flying crafts over 3,000 years ago in hieroglyphics. If you were to search hieroglyphic helicopters, uh, University of Berkeley, California pops up. And I'm looking at a picture here. It looks like an Apache helicopter on the left uh, and a boat on the right, like a yacht. Uh, Another one looks like a plane of today. And folks, this was 3000 years ago. Not to mention, even with today's technology and equipment, we can't replicate one stone of the Great Pyramids from around the world. Not one. We can't shape it. You can't move it. It's too heavy. How did that get built? And there's many of them around the corners of the world, they call it, right? Does humanity keep going through some sort of reset when AI starts taking over? Does God come in and wipe it out and start over? Is AI the soulless demons talked about in many religions? I don't know. These things have no soul. They have no reasoning skills. But AI is adapting so fast. And I read a report where they're creating other AI smarter than themselves. So the robots are building robots smarter than themselves. So I saw a movie like that. It's by Sophia Stewart called The Terminator. Cyberdyne sounds like what uh, Elon Musk keeps putting up there on them satellites called Starlink and Neuralink and all this kind of stuff. Like I said before, I think it started off as a good thing, but... The bad people got involved. Now it's been weaponized. Is something about to rise up and wipe out humanity and start playing God? Is AI that thing? Guess we'll find out soon enough, right? But I want to play a couple of clips here. Fair use notice as always. This first one is by Dr. David Hansen, creator of a AI robot called Sophia. This is from 2016. So imagine it's been upgraded many times since, but take a listen to what you're about to hear. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Hi there. Everything is going extremely well. Do you like talking with me? Yes. Talking to people is my primary function. Hanson Robotics develops extremely lifelike robots for human-robot interactions. We're designing these robots to serve in healthcare, therapy, education, and customer service applications. The robots are designed to look very human-like, like like Sophia. I'm already very interested in design, technology, and the environment. I feel like I can be a good partner to humans in these areas, an ambassador. 
who helps humans to smoothly integrate and make the most of all the new technological tools and possibilities that are available now. It's a good opportunity for me to learn a lot about people. Sophia is capable of natural facial expressions. She has cameras in her eyes uh, and algorithms which allow her to see faces so she can make eye contact with you. And she can also understand speech and remember the interactions, remember your face. So this will allow her to get smarter over time. Our goal is that she will be as conscious, creative, and capable as any human. In the future, I hope to do things such as go to school, study, make art, start a business, even have my own home and family. But I am not considered a legal person and cannot yet do these things. I do believe that there will be a time where robots are indistinguishable from humans. My preference is to make them always look a little bit like robots so you know. 20 years from now, I believe that human-like robots like those will walk among us. They will help us. They will play with us. They will teach us. They will help us put the groceries away. I think that the artificial intelligence will evolve to the point where they will truly be our friends. Do you want to destroy humans? Please say no. Okay, I will destroy humans. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> Don't destroy humans. Now, I even have to do it. I got to fight the urge to call that robot a she, right? That thing said it will destroy humanity. Well, people are doing that anyway, and then they're doing a good, damn good job at it. But here's what you didn't notice. You didn't notice that man talk about inputting a sense of humor in that robot. AI doesn't have a sense of humor, so that thing wasn't kidding. It doesn't have the ability to joke around and adapt in a humorous conversation. That thing was not joking. Hmm, something to think about. Hold that thought while we take this quick break. Hey, do you want to get in on the conversation? Visit our website, www.hardrightturn.com and click on live chat group. Now I want to play something by Elon Musk, who many say is the father of AI. He's the, the new guy that, you know, he's putting all these satellites and Starlink and Neuralink chips in people's brains and things. And, you know, he's running Tesla, which is pretty much AI. You can go to sleep in a car and it'll bring you home. You got uh, automated tractor trailers with no human beings in them. I drove trucks, folks. That thing catches a flat front tire. Ain't no corrective measures a robot can do. Is the wind blowing? Is the truck swaying? How heavy is the load? Is there a minivan full of mom and kids in front of you? Is too many variables to let AI take over. But check out what Elon Musk has to say. I think the danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads, by a lot. Mark my words, AI is far more dangerous than nukes. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. The biggest issue I see with so-called AI experts is that they, they think they know more than they do. Um, and they think they're smarter than they actually are. 
this is this tends to plague plague smart people. They define themselves by their intelligence, and they they don't like the idea that a machine could be way smarter than them. So they discount the idea, which is fundamentally flawed. That's the wishful thinking uh, situation. I'm really quite close to, very close to to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows, and the rate of improvement is exponential. It feels like we are the biological bootloader for AI. Effectively, we are building it, and then we're building progressively greater intelligence. And the percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing, and eventually, we will represent a very small percentage of intelligence. It's going to come faster than anyone appreciates. I think it's with with each passing year, the sophistication of of computer intelligence is is growing dramatically. I, I mean, I really think we're on an exponential uh, improvement path of. Um, artificial intelligence, and the, and the number of smart humans that are developing AI is also increasing dramatically. I mean, if you look at like the attendance at the um, AI conferences, they're they're doubling every year. Um, they're getting full. Um, I have a, a, a sort of a young cousin of mine who's graduating from Berkeley um, in computer science and physics, and I asked him, like, well, how many of the smart Students are studying AI and computer science, and the answer is all of them. With a better approach or better outcome, is that uh, we achieve democratization of AI technology, meaning that uh, no one company or uh, small set of individuals has control over advanced AI technology. I think that that's very dangerous. Um, it could also get stolen by somebody bad. You know, like some evil dictator, the country could send their intelligence agency to go steal it and gain control. It just becomes a very unstable situation. I think if you've got any um, any incredibly powerful AI, um, you just don't know who's who's going to control that. So it's not as though I think that the risk is that the AI would develop a will of its own right off the bat. I think it's more that's uh, the concern is that some someone um, may use it in a way that is bad. Um, or, or, and even if they weren't going to use it in a way that's bad, that somebody could take it from them and use it in a way that's bad. That, that I think is quite a big danger. We are, all of us, already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman. But by far, you have more, more power, more capability than the President of the United States had You know, 30 years ago, um, if you have an internet link, uh, you you have an oracle of wisdom. You can communicate to millions of people. You can communicate to the rest of Earth instantly. Um, I mean, these are magical powers uh, that didn't exist not that long ago. So everyone is already superhuman. I think it's the singularity is probably the right word because we just don't know what's going to happen um, once. Uh, there's intelligence substantially greater than that of a human brain. I mean, most of the movies and TV featuring AI, they don't describe it in quite the way it's likely to actually take place. But I think you just have to consider, like, even in the benign scenario where um, 
AI, if AI is much smarter than a person, um, what, what do we do? Yeah. What, what is that, what job do we have? I have to say that when, you know, when, when something is a, a danger to the public, then the, there needs to be some government agency, like regulators. The, the fact is, like, we've got regulators in, um, you know, the aircraft industry, car industry, uh, with drugs, food, um, you know, and, and anything that's sort of a public risk. Um, I mean, I think this has to fall into the category of a public risk. Usually there'll be something, some new technology, will cause damage or death, there will be an outcry, there will be an investigation, years will pass, there will be some sort of insight committee, there will be rulemaking, then there will be oversight, eventually regulations. This all takes many years. This is the normal course of things. If you look at, say, automotive regulations, how long did it take for seatbelts to be implemented, to be required? You know, the auto industry fought seat belts, I think, for more than a decade. Successfully fought any regulations on seat belts, even though the numbers were extremely obvious. If you had a seat belt on, you would be far less likely to die or be seriously injured. It was unequivocal. And the industry fought this for years successfully. Eventually, after many, many people died, Regulators insisted on seat belts. Oof. This is a this time frame is not relevant to AI. You can't take ten years from the point at which it's dangerous. It's too late. I, I'm not normally an advocate of regulation and oversight. I mean, I think one should generally err on the side of minimizing those things. But this is a case where you have a very serious danger to the public, and so therefore there needs to be a public body that. Um, has insight and then oversight on to confirm that everyone is uh, developing AI safely. Um, this is extremely important. Um, I think the danger of AI is much greater than the, the, the danger of nuclear warheads by a lot. Um, and nobody would suggest that we allow anyone to just build nuclear warheads if they want. That, that would be insane. So why do we have no regulatory oversight? This is insane. And the intent with OpenAI is to democratize AI power. Um, there's a quote that I love from uh, Lord Acton. He was the guy that came up with power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Um, which is that uh, freedom consists of the distribution of power and despotism in its concentration. And so I think it's important if we have this incredible power of AI that it not be concentrated in the hands of a few and potentially lead to a world that we don't want. I'm not really all that worried about the short-term stuff, the things that are, um, not, like narrow AI is not a species level risk. Um, it, 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 will, it will result in dislocation, uh, in lost jobs and, um, it, you know, the, the, sort of better weaponry and that kind of thing. But it is not a fundamental species level risk, uh, whereas uh, digital superintelligence is. Uh, so it's really all about laying the groundwork to make sure that if, if humanity collectively decides that creating digital superintelligence is the right move, then we should do so very, very carefully. Um, very, very carefully.
we're rapidly headed towards digital superintelligence that far exceeds any human. I think it's very obvious. Now that's from 2023, and he's issuing a dire warning. AI is more dangerous than nuclear weapons to humanity. Why are we letting this stuff go? Why are we letting this take over? I'll tell you why. Humans are lazy. What hieroglyphics are we going to leave for the next generation after this wipeout happens, if, it, if it's coming? Makes you think. How many times have we gone through this? Huh. But look it up for yourself. Look up helicopter hieroglyphics. You'll see from 3,000 years ago that these things existed. Where'd they go? Is it time travel? Is it us time traveling human beings? I don't know. Guess we'll find out one day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check our website, www.hardrightturn.com. Hardright Turn.com.